This episode of the podcast is dedicated to the memory of Greg Archie. We recently lost Greg as he passed away at far too young of an age, and it was the first person that we lost at our practice, so it hit us all very hard. But, you know, it was a reminder of living life to the fullest, enjoying life and the people around you, not to sweat the small stuff, and certainly never to go to bed mad at your partner. So here's to Greg. the Benefits Corner podcast. Thanks for joining us. With each episode, we'll be speaking with business owners, thought leaders, and top performers. Our goal is to provide our audience with interesting, relevant information as it relates to employee benefits, Canadian healthcare, and running a business. Now, we should say up front that the views expressed by our guests are not necessarily those shared by the Benefits Corner nor its host. Now that we have that out of the way, let's get started. Today's show is brought to you by Aria Benefits, modern advisors backed by experience and technology. Now here's your host, Robin Bailey. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Benefits Corner. Good to have everyone back. So this week we have on someone that I started working with back when I was creating new branding around Aria Benefits and subsequently became a friend of mine. So it's always nice to have someone on uh, that you work with that has also become a friend. So this week's guest is Julie Ford, who is the founder actually and the principal consultant at Clance Marketing. And in this episode, we talk about what the heck a digital marketing agency is in the first place. And I'll share the story about how she helped me create a brand and uh, that I'm really happy with. But more importantly than that, give me a great story to tell when I'm out talking with prospects and clients and just people in general that I meet. So really enjoyed this conversation with Julie. I hope you do too. Hey folks, welcome back to the Benefits Quarter podcast. Always great to be back chatting with people and, and especially people that I like and have become friends of mine. I mentioned that in the intro. It's always nice to meet nice people and, and, and work with nice people, but becoming friends uh, with someone like Julie is always uh, a bonus. So welcome to the show, Julie. Thanks, Robin. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm, I'm so glad to sit down because you and I are such busy people and it's been a while. It's funny, just this morning I posted on LinkedIn that it's been one year since we launched the brand. And I remember sitting down with you prior to that and going through this whole process. And and when I was thinking about doing this podcast, I hesitated for a second. And it's not, nothing to do with you, Julie, because I love sitting and chatting with you. But I was almost thinking, geez, do I really want to give out all my secrets about people you know that have helped me build the Aria brand? Because I think the Aria brand and, and the website especially has turned out incredibly well, better than I... I really ever would have thought. And at first I thought, geez, do I want to put that out there in the marketplace for other people to see? But then I thought, no, this is too good not to share. And, you know, I, I, I also thought I have a lot of business owner clients that are always struggling with branding and digital marketing. And, and because it is, it is a bit of a new area, what do you do? Where do you start? That sort of thing. So I thought, let's have Julie on and talk about exactly what she does. Because again, it was such a great experience. So thank you again for coming on the show. I, I thought we'd start with a little bit of background. You know, I came into the business. I was, I was my dad's last hope, the last of three kids to, to take over the practice. And that's where our current brand life and legacy came from. 
We launched in 2005 in Life and Legacy Advisor. You're with my business partners. And it's been a phenomenal journey. But the challenge and one of the reasons I reached out to you was Life and Legacy Advisory Group, I think, is the branding is really well positioned in the financial planning market, but not necessarily to the employee benefits market. And it's a funny thing. We were at a partners meeting in Montreal about two years ago, and we're sitting there looking around at what we built. And when we're looking at the numbers, we realize we built a substantial employee benefits block of business without telling anybody about it. So we thought, hey, wouldn't it be a great thing if we actually told people we did benefits and and we're really good at it? So that's where we had decided, hey, let's create a brand dedicated to the employee benefits market. It's our deeper commitment to that market. Let's create the brand and a new website and here we go. And then I was all excited and I came out of the meeting and I said, oh, okay, now what? I have no idea how to do that. That's not my wheelhouse. So thankfully, I've always said one of the best parts about this business is the people you meet along the way. And one of those people, Howard Kettner, said, I was chatting with him one day, and he said, you know who she'd reach out to is Julie Ford. I think she can really help you. And and I'm forever grateful for that referral, Julie, because it was one of the best experiences of my business career. So before we get into some questions for you, because I do have a lot for you, I guess the starting point was because I think it was such a unique experience Maybe you can just tell the listeners about how that all started, because I remember our first meeting and it kind of took me off guard saying, you know, hey, Julie, I want to create a brand and I want to create this website. And then you explained the process that we were going to go through. So maybe you can just walk us through what that looked like. Okay, awesome. So in your case, Robin, because you have such a great story to share and, you know, your father has been in this business for a really long time. And even just speaking with you um, in our first initial phone conversations, I realized that there's so much of a story that you have and that has led you to where you are today with the Aria brand that we needed to dive into that more in order to really understand what's actually behind the brand. So what are the values uh, behind the Aria brand? Because they really are very personal to you and based on your life, your experience and who you are as a person. So I mean, this isn't always a typical process, but in your case, because you're starting fresh to build a new brand, I felt like we needed to dive into your story and really uncover what those core values are and bring that story to life in the Aria brand. And that's why I said, hey, Robin, I'm going to come to your office and grill you with questions for three hours in order to pull that story out. The process after that was basically reviewing the story. We recorded it on my phone. I went back to the team, we reviewed it, uh, transcribed it, and we were able to really pull out those nuggets of information that were so central to you and your story, and now also have become central to the Aria brand. So miraculously, we took uh, three hours of recorded audio and turned it into a very concise uh, website that really explains your story, and that I believe is super relevant to uh, the audience that you're trying to target and connects with them on a more personal level, because it really did come from you. And so, you know, it took a lot of revisions and a lot of review and, you know, cutting here and there and then some conversations back and forth with you, Robin, to get it to the point where um, we were happy with the story that we're telling on the ARIA site. Yeah. And you know, you know what else came out of it? And I, I remember after our initial meeting or maybe the initial first two meetings and conversations, 
I went back to the partners and I said, one of the side effects of, of speaking with Julie was I realized we have such an amazing story to tell. And though I guess subconsciously I, I always knew that, but until I was I was put in a situation where I had to you know, sit with you for three hours and explain my story. You know, that's one of the unique side effects that came out of this was I now have such a, a really cool story to tell. And I think like any business owner, we love telling our story about our business and it's what we're passionate about. So I think that, you know, that was, that was a nice little extra bit of gravy we got besides a great brand and a great website going through and getting that great story. Because, you know, I think you hit the nail on the head when you were talking about the process that you go through and our website today, I think speaks to very much who we are on a, on a personal level. And that's the type of relationship that I look to develop with all my clients. A lot of my clients become friends of mine and, you know, we want to share those stories. I mean, life is about living and in and experiences. And, and certainly I want to hear all those stories from from my clients and it's nice to be able to share that back with them as well so um really cool process that we went through so i got a question for you i want to start out because i think a lot of business owners who have been in my position would be thinking okay what the heck is a digital marketing agency anyway and why would i need one yeah, there are many, many different types of digital marketing agencies, and, and some are very specialized in certain areas, and some sort of cover all aspects of digital marketing. And so for us, specifically at Glance, my background has always been in content. So I started my career in sort of more of a content creation role, which means writing content to be published on the web. And so that could be published on a website, published on a blog, um, social media, whatever platform it is that we want to get the message out. That's really my core area of expertise is writing and creating content for specific channels and audiences that will help them take a, a certain action that the client wants them to take. So at Glance in particular, I mean, we can do everything, but our real specialty is, is on the content creation and helping the clients that we work with really tell their stories and bring those stories to life online and, and help sort of take their expertise. I mean, many of the clients that we work with are business owners or executives, and they're so smart. The challenge is they don't have time to sit down and actually take that information and all of that knowledge and expertise and experience that's in their brains and put that into a format that is shareable and interesting to an audience in the digital space. So that's ultimately what we do. Companies would typically come to us to solve a certain challenge, whether that is like launching a new brand or reaching a new audience or even just building up their own personal credibility on the web. So usually there's a challenge that somebody needs to solve and they'll come to us to help them solve that challenge through digital marketing and content strategies. So, I mean, I, I heard a, a buzzword I've been hearing for a number of years now. So I, I just want to touch on it for a second. So content creation. Yeah. What are the forms of that and why is it so important, especially in, in the digital age? So content uh, is a very broad. So we're actually creating content right now on this podcast. Oh, uh, podcast hey. is content. Look at us. Um, <laughs> a blog could be content. A, a newspaper article is content. Social media post is content. And content's also coming out in other forms as well. So video, infographics, specific graphic representations of certain concepts. That's all content. 
And the real thing is that uh, behind every piece of content, there's an audience that, that you're targeting and there's a goal that you want to achieve. And so in some cases, certain types of content might make sense for certain audiences versus other audiences or for certain goals versus other goals. But content is a very, very broad term. And so when I say content, for us specifically, our area that we specialize in content-wise is the written content. That written content can often be turned into other types of content like video or like infographic. For us, it really always starts with the written content and then it can evolve uh, from there to other types of content depending on what the client's needs are. Okay. Real selfish question because you mentioned we're creating content right now on the podcast. Mm -hmm. Podcasting, worthwhile, not worthwhile, indifferent, what what are you seeing out there? I've seen like a huge increase in the number of podcasts that are available now. And, and basically anyone can launch a podcast. It's hard to say specifically whether podcasting is valuable across the board to every single organization or person who takes on the endeavor of launching a podcast. But I think, and Robin, we've spoken a bit about this offline around your podcast. You really don't know if it's going to be effective until you try So for you, for example, I believe that you've made a commitment to launch a certain number of podcast episodes, and then you're going to assess whether or not it's having a positive impact on the business. So I really think that it could be valuable for basically anyone, but it just really depends on what your goals are and how are you actually going to measure the success of it. So I think starting with that, sort of, what is my goal of podcasting? How much time and effort am I going to invest in it in order to understand whether or not it makes sense for me and how am I going to measure success is is really key. The one thing that no matter what happens with your podcast, if you continue your podcast or you decide to um, divert your attention elsewhere, when you're creating a podcast, you're creating so much great content that you could use in other ways. So, I mean, it's never going to be a waste of effort because you could, at the end of the day, take all of that audio and turn that audio into blog posts or turn that audio into other, even like a a downloadable guide or other pieces of content that could benefit you if a podcast turns out to not be the right way to deliver your message or the right way to reach your your specific audience. Yeah. And and for me personally, I I think I've chatted about this on on a previous show. I've said to people who've asked me about podcasting or blogging, you have to look at a number of ways. Say, okay, yes, I want to, I want to get to a, you know my audience. I want to deliver you know more value and content, but you also have to enjoy it. So if you love writing, then blogging is going to be for you. I love chatting with people, and I sit down and I and I get to know people. You know, you and I become friends along the way. So for me, this is something that I think I'll continue, whether or not I can really measure it from sales. I mean, it's something. Just from conversations that I'm having, people are saying they enjoy it and they get value out of it. So for me, that's good enough of a measuring stick to say, yeah, this is something I'm going to continue. Because I think if you're doing something just to drive business and you're not enjoying it along the way, I mean, life is just too short for that, right? right. So yeah, so I think it's, it's something that I'll... Yes, I'll measure and, and hopefully, you know, deliver value to my clients and maybe pick up some clients in the future. But as long as I'm enjoying it along the way, it's something mm-hmm. that I, I definitely want to continue. Yes. Yeah, definitely. For um, sure. I totally agree. I got a question for you because it's it's one, I'll be honest, that, that I, I, I thought about in the beginning 
I know you've worked in our industry quite a bit, and I think that was partly in, in part because of Howard Kettner introduced you to our industry, and you've worked with some really good people. And I've seen some of the work you've done with, and I won't mention any names because I don't have permission, and I don't want to out them on the podcast, but you worked with an advisor that, that I know and I've become friends with, and he's very, very savvy in the tech sector. But outside of our industry, you know, let's say I have a client who's listening to this and says, well, okay, well, I have a completely different business than the insurance or in the group insurance world. Mm-hmm. How do you work with those people when you don't really have the expertise there in their, in yeah. their industry? Yeah. Um, and like I mentioned before, my background and the others on our team were, were all sort of content people. So we're ultimately writers and that's where we all started our careers and we've worked in different industries, but, uh, now as part of clans as a digital marketing agency, we do attract clients from, a lot of different industries and that's actually one of the top questions that people will ask us they'll say oh have you worked in my industry before how do I know that you're going to be able to communicate my message in an industry that you're not familiar with you know it's funny that everyone has that question right off the bat and what I say to those people is that the same um, strategies that we would use in order to say uncover your story or take your expertise and communicate it out to um, your audience, they apply across all industries. The digital marketing principles that we would use are applicable to many different industries. So it's not really about knowing the industry specifically. I mean, that helps, but it's about working with people who can pull the information from the client, like absorbing their knowledge and converting that into something that can be shared with their audience. So the people that we're working with, they're actually the experts and we rely on their knowledge And we're basically translating that knowledge from them to the digital world. So along the way, we'll learn the industry, but it's not a requirement for us to actually know the industry. The other thing is that we definitely take every opportunity to learn that industry when we are working in an industry that we're not aware of. So we're curious people. We want to learn. And one of the things that we love most about being in this agency world is that we're always working with different people. We're always working in different industries and different clients. And and that's one of the things that really fuels our motivation. I think we're the type of people where we would maybe get bored being in, you know, one industry day after day and only knowing that industry. We want to learn and explore and apply digital marketing strategies across a range of industries. And, And I think that's really, really helpful. And it's one of the things that makes us successful as an agency. So we will get to know the industry as we work with the client and we absorb their expertise and their stories as we go through that process. Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat as usually. I mean, I, my clients are in all kinds of industries and the coolest part is, you know, you, they say, Hey, do you want a tour of the plant or, or whatever it happens to be? Right. So, and you, and you get to, you get to see so many different types of businesses. And, and again, yeah. this, you, we, we get back to it again. The stories are the best part. Like, how yeah. did you end up in this business? And you hear the story and it's always an interesting mm-hmm. story. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, so for sure. I have a lot of business owners that I know listen to the podcast. In my mind, when I think back to, you know, more, more than a year ago, this was an overwhelming thought in, in my head when I thought, okay, I want a new brand. I want a new website. I wanted to have all this. And I kind of know big picture what I want, but I have no idea how to get there. So for other entrepreneurs or who are thinking, okay, I want to launch a brand. I want to create a marketing strategy. Where do they start? What's the process? Like, do they have to go full bore all out or can they start small? Like, how does that all happen? 
Yeah, I, I would suggest that starting small would be the right way to go if you're launching a new brand or if you're looking to sort of dive into marketing for the first time. You don't need to go and make a significant commitment or a, a major investment right off the bat. So what you could do is start with the one thing. So say your goal is you want to increase awareness in your industry. So with that top priority in mind, we figure out a, a simple strategy to help accomplish that. We execute that and then we see how that went. If that went well, maybe we continue. If it didn't, then maybe we try uh, another angle. So it, it doesn't have to be a significant investment in a large project right out of the gate. Um, you can do sort of steps and phases as you go and sort of try it out and see how it works for you. So, I mean, we're not, we're not the type of agency that, you know, makes people sign long-term contracts or investing a significant amounts of money um, on a monthly basis. It's really like, we'll help you do a project. You can see if it's a fit for you, you can see what those results are, and then we can go from there. If it's good, we'll launch another project and we'll continue down that path. So, I mean, I would say like, start somewhere because, you know, if you've got a great story to tell and you're not telling it, you're already missing an opportunity. So, I mean, put yourself out there and that can be very hard when, especially when you're a business owner, because your story is somewhat personal. But if you don't put it out there, you could be missing an entire audience or an opportunity that could be huge for you. Yeah, totally agree. And I cannot speak more highly uh, of of the process and your team that we went through. And one of the greatest things about it was was meeting you and your team. And now you're one of my connections and one of the people that I reach out to when I when I do have questions. And, and certainly, I'm forever grateful for that referral from Howard. Julie, that's a, probably a good spot to wrap it up. It's a great teaser for people who want to find out more. If people want to reach out to you, get in touch and, and find out a little more about the process and maybe starting something, even starting small, what's the best way to get, reach out to you? So there are a few ways you can reach out. You can send me an email at julie at glancemarketing.com. You can visit the website, glancemarketing.com, or you can connect with me on LinkedIn, either through Robin's Connections or just search Julie Ford. I'd be happy to connect with anyone, um, even if it's just a matter of a conversation to sort of figure out what you could do in marketing, or if you just have a question, I'm happy to have a conversation. Awesome. Thanks so much, Julie. Awesome. Thank you, Robin. It's been a pleasure. All right, folks, that does it for today. Really, really enjoyed sitting down with Julie on this podcast. And I really hope you enjoyed it. As always, keep the feedback coming. It's how we shape the direction of the show. If you need to reach out to me, of course, I'm at rbailey at ariabenefits.ca. Or you can join the conversation on LinkedIn. We'll see you next time on The Benefits Corner.